podcast is brought to you by Nova Southeastern University's Fischler School of Education and Human Services. The Fischler School has the largest graduate school of education at an accredited university, serving more than 14,000 students each academic year in some 55 cities across the United States, plus approximately 40 other countries. Good day. This is Dr. Marilyn Gardner with the United States Distance Learning Association, and I'm here with Van Bridgman. Van, thank you for joining me. Thank you for having me, Marilyn. I'm thrilled to have you here. Van's topic for this podcast is going to be innovative delivery of educational opportunities using distance learning. And many of you may be familiar with some of Van's work in the distance learning industry and community. Van is the assistant director of the Center for for Mediated Instruction and Distance Learning at California State University. It's Dominguez Hills, which is very close to Los Angeles. In his capacity, he works with faculty, staff, and students to prepare and deliver degree programs via television, video conferencing, the internet. He is also a board member of the Alliance for Distance Learning in California, or ADAC, and a board member of the USDLA. So thank you. You have a very busy professional life. Again, thank you for having me, Marilyn. I mentioned ADAC. Could you describe what ADAC is? ADAC is the California chapter of the United States Distance Learning Association, ADEC. It stands for the Alliance for Distance Education in California. It's a consortium of nonprofit organizations, K through 20, lifelong learning, and uh, the corporate world and government who celebrate best practices, establish public policy, and focus on curriculum development in the area of distance learning. Great. Sounds like a great organization. Well, we're about to celebrate our 20th year. Oh, my goodness. So they really were cutting edge and ahead of their time. Right. And one of the challenges has been trying to be made on the bleeding edge of technology, (laughs) which means that you bring back your hands a little bit. And it's a little bloody. We make mistakes, but... We have some exciting projects. Right now we're working with the United States uh, Department of Education and the Board of Regents from the state of Ohio on a project called Matrix, which is professional development and middle school math learning Mm -hmm. using iPods and PDAs to help enhance math skills in grades six through eight, and also to provide professional development for those math teachers. Very successful. We're very excited about the results. And actually, the project is broken out into eight different states. Excellent. Sounds like you've had some great success. You all have been doing a lot of Dominguez Hills in the area of distance learning. And can you kind of expound a little bit more on what you have been doing? What have been your successes? What have been some of your challenges? I've been with Dominguez Hills for 14 years. Actually, one of the first programs, the distance learning programs, was actually a correspondence graduate course that took place since the inception of the school in 1960. But since that time, we have had partnerships, and that's been central to our success with local agencies and other educational institutions so that we're able to present a diversified delivery so that people really can learn anytime, anywhere. 
we have the capacity in our unit, the Center for Mediated Instruction and Distance Learning, to deliver programming via satellite, video conferencing, broadcast or cable television, and the internet as well as video conferencing. And based on the audience and based on the program, that will determine what the delivery method is. Mm -hmm. So right now, as we speak, we deliver about 30 hours of live television programming via cable television and the internet to audiences throughout Southern California, parts of Northern California and Arizona. We have the capacity to reach about 123 different sites with that programming uh, throughout the state. It's all live, it's all synchronous, and we provide 800 numbers that are good anywhere in North America. So anybody can call in and participate in the program. We do not limit it to students because just in Southern California alone, our potential audience is about three and a half million people. And we invite calls from the public because it does enhance the learning environment. Sometimes mm -hmm. the best questions we get of our, our guests and our lecturers come from people who just happen to be flipping through on the, hmm. on the remote control and can often offer and enhance some information that has been presented based on their personal experience. Or they ask the question that no one's ever asked. Oh, what a great resource for you to be able to provide. You mentioned the Matrix program. I know you have a lot of different programs going on. Approximately how many people do you reach, do you think? I know you said about 123, 125 sites. Well, let me tell you that the Matrix program is a function of the Alliance for Distance Education in California. Oh, okay. And we are having, Dominguez Hills is a very strong supporter of the Alliance for Distance Education in California, or ADEC, in fact. My boss, Warren Ashley, was actually one of the conveners 20 years mm. ago. That being said, with cable television, just in the Los Angeles area, we can reach about 3.5 million people. Unbelievable. Very um, exciting. That goes up exponentially based on population base, bases uh, throughout the state. And we've been very successful in working with local cable companies and local governments to make sure that that educational programming exists. Mm -hmm. We do not do it as a stand-up, you know, standard class that is significantly more intense instructional design. That being said, it does look like a TV show. Mm -hmm. We want it to look like a TV show because mm -hmm. it, that's the syntax and it does provide a little bit more credibility. Some of that programming is innovative in the sense that we have a, we have a history course that's part of an interdisciplinary program that's actually a jazz show. And so we have local jazz performers who are part of the history of West Coast jazz come in and talk about the history of jazz and actually do live demonstrations of their work with some of their fellow musicians. Uh, we also have a program that's about the topography and the environment of California which is another interdisciplinary program, but it's called Gardens of California. And we refer to it as the Garden Show. Hmm. What Nielsen, the Nielsen Company, will tell us is that every time we get a phone call, it is representative of 18,500 people watching. And in a 90-minute broadcast, it's not unusual for us to have between 12 and 17 phone calls. Very impressive. That's exciting when you see your hard work rewarded 
like people being very interested in learning from it. Well, that's one of the dynamics of what we do. People say, well, how can you do this? You only pay for the credit. But for many people, this is their first introduction to the university experience. Mm -hmm. And almost everyone who enrolls in the university through one of our programs that's been broadcast saw it on television or on the internet first. We have two classifications. We used to talk about the audience, but basically they're enrolled and non-enrolled students. Mm -hmm. and we know they exist because when we state what book will be used for the course, often the bookstore will have to reorder books for people <laughs> who are auditing the class. Excellent. That's a great way to figure out what type of impact you're having. That's very interesting. I should also say that none of these broadcasts or programs exist in a vacuum. They're all part of degree programs. And that's been core to our success. In fact, our most recent program is based on some of the research we did about our broadcasts. And we found that in the state of California, there are about 9 million people who have fulfilled the requirements at a community college to get an associate's degree or fulfill their general ed degree but have not pursued a bachelor's degree. Mm -hmm. And so as a result, we developed a bachelor's completion program done entirely on television and online. And so it's possible to, within a year and a half to two years to earn your degree applied studies, a Bachelor of Science in Applied Studies, uh, without ever coming to campus. What an important resource for a lot of people. In fact, one of the most rewarding is the number of servicemen that we have in Iraq who are trying to complete their degree. Excellent. Wow. We also have a program for young scholars, and this is one that has just won an award. High school students who have a B average or better can earn up to 18 university credits each year for $3.50. It's a great opportunity to find out what it's like in the college experience. There are interesting programs and more importantly, in the context of budgetary constraints in K through 12, some of these courses are no longer offered in the school and school districts mm -hmm. have the opportunity to provide these courses and, and give elective credit for toward a student's graduation. Awesome. That's great. I know we're almost running out of time and I did want to ask you to expound a little more on how you're actually using the internet for program delivery. Well, again, we do broadcast to a, a wide audience and we cannot do too much of the details of the course while we're broadcasting. So at the same time we're on cable television, we are also doing a webcast. And I say webcast rather than stream video because we have designed with a company an interactive a graphic user interface that allows in real time people on the internet to ask questions of the instructor. Also, it provides an opportunity to pre-test and post-test before the program actually starts. Mm -hmm. Provides us an opportunity to do real-time polling. And what we find is that one of the most important things is that we keep the chat room open. Because all the administrative that usually happens during a class section or a lecture is usually handled peer-to-peer -peer and transparent to the instructor or the, or the other participants. So there's more of a dialectic going on, more immediate information, there's instantaneous feedback. 
so that it truly is an interactive experience and almost more interactive than would happen in a classroom because of the anonymity that's involved mm -hmm. and the fact that you don't get singled out. Most importantly in terms of customer service, and I think in business models since I came from business into education, the promise we make to our students and participants is that the program is always archived and it's archived five minutes after the program is over. So if you miss it by five minutes or you're late or you got to make dinner for the kids or whatever, it's there and you know it's there. And there's a great deal of comfort and confidence and support of our programs that way because they know that we're focused on the student. What a wonderful resource for students. That's incredible. And I'm sure there are people who would be very interested in contacting you directly for more information. Van, could you share some of that contact information with us? Sure. Perhaps the best way to reach me is by email. And my email address is vbridgeman at csudh.edu or Victor Bravo Rainbow Ida Delta George Echo Mary Alpha Nancy at Charlie Sam Utah Delta Harry dot edu. You impress me so when you do that. <laughs> oh, I like impressing you, Marilyn. <laughs> or you can call me at 310-243-2675. I do add the caveat that I am on the West Coast, so for most of the people who will be listening to this, I'm three hours behind you. So. Well, you never know. We have a, an international audience. So uh, I'm glad you mentioned about the West Coast. That's a, that's a good point. Thank you so much, Van, again for joining us. This is Marilyn Gardner with the United States Distance Learning Association. And if you need to get in touch with me or would like more information on USDLA, you can reach us at www.usdla.org. Thank you very much, and I hope you have a wonderful day. This podcast is brought to you by Nova Southeastern University's Fischler School of Education and Human Services. The Fischler School has the largest graduate school of education at an accredited university, serving more than 14,000 students each academic year in some 55 cities across the United States, plus approximately 40 other countries. The Fischler School of Education and Human Services is dedicated to the enhancement and continuing support of teachers, administrators, trainers, and others working in related helping professions throughout the world.